Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It is myself, Nile Nine, and Andrea Cleary here. Hello, hi. Hey. Did I do it? <laughs> uh, how's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. So this episode is all going to be about uh, music we've loved and discovered in the last month, in the calendar month of May 2021. I think most of this music is probably from from that period. I would imagine. We we didn't set ourselves many parameters for this episode, but I think I think that was the one thing we said that this is all music from May of twenty twenty one. Is Pretty that correct? Much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think good. so. I think so. Some of it may yeah. be April. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Right. It's Lucy Goosey. This is fine. <laughs> it's new. It's new music. It's new music. Sure. You know, we are kind of getting towards the uh, idea that there might be live gigs happening soon. We'll probably discuss that more in detail in some other episode, perhaps. Due because course. It's still it's still all evolving as it, as it is, but you know, for the latest, um, you can look at nine dot com and see what the guidelines are at the moment and see what's happening because you know there's going to be some gigs happening soon, whether they're socially distant and seated and reduced. And uh, the pilot gig with uh, James Vincent McMore and Sorka Richardson is on sale Thursday, mm. as p- maybe by the time you heard this, it's. They're sold out. Five hundred tickets. I'd uh, imagine out, they'll be sold outdoor, out. Outdoor, <laughs> yeah. outdoor. Will the National Concert Hall's website be able to hold up the traffic? We will see. Um, but the fact is, five hundred people will get to go. It is actually a public gig, so that'll be something. And there's loads more of those gigs happening. There's a, a nightclub event happening in Swords in Jam Park, and um, there'll be a few others as well that are happening around the country. I haven't heard about this nightclub event. Um, oh really is is that indoors is that an outdoor nightclub uh no it's going to be indoors so i don't know how many people it's going to be but it's late july they're talking about so i'm not sure what's going to happen um with that one um but we will see and it was a funny one because last friday they announced all of these 
uh, gigs and um, or these events, pilot events would take place, including like Phoenix Park is getting a 3,600, 500 capacity outdoor music festival, which said it was going to be seated. So I don't know how that's going to work. Ivy Gardens is obviously the one we talked about there with uh, James McMorrow and uh, Sorka Richardson. Got a, an opera in University of Limerick on the 23rd of June. Uh, yeah, Phoenix Park thing is supposed to be 26th of June. So really like wow. not far away. We got INEC Killarney doing an indoor music performance on 26th of June as well. Roisin Dove uh, in Galway doing some trad. Uh, Vigor Street doing some comedy on 3rd of July. Both of those 3rd of July. And then the 10th of July, Cork Opera House, uh, an opera on the 10th of July. John Park is late July is what it says. So uh, we will find out who's playing. Presumably it'll be Irish DJs and uh, we will see. We will see. Do you know what the opera is? No, I do not. No, that's no, okay. no. Infer- Literally, the uh, Ivy Gardens one is the only one that's been announced in terms of oh, lineups, lineups or anything yeah. like that. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think the Phoenix Park Outdoor Music Festival. Um, it'd be interesting to see what that is. But the Ivy Gardens is is see is not seated; it's standing. So, mm. but it it will be in pods. So I really like Ivy Gardens as a venue. It's lovely and small. It it, fe- it feels it's as indoors as an outdoor gig can feel. I think in, in Ireland, <laughs> it's nicely. Well, it's in the the little hollow there. Yeah, um, down, it's just down nestled, the pitch, tucked so. away there. It's a very nice yeah. little venue. It feels kind of magical. It's a lovely atmosphere. Lovely mm. atmosphere in the Ivy Gardens. Yeah. So yeah, look, that's great. That's great news. Things are coming back slowly. Uh, we are we are getting towards uh, the idea that gigs are going to happen this year, and that is for me absolutely essential. I really, 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 really want want this back now. I'm <laughs> I'm so sick of getting to Friday nights and being like, oh, I'd love to go to a gig. No, yeah. no, I can't. I can't. Can't do anything. Um, so for my mental health and everything else, I'd love to be able to go to a gig. But the only thing that keeps me going in the meantime uh, in terms of music is the loads of the music that's been released. So that's what we're going to discuss. If you want more access to and support for uh, what we do here at Nine or Nine, it is uh, patreon.com forward slash Nine or Nine. Uh, you can support us from five euro a month and you get access to the Discord community and uh, playlists and all sorts of things. And uh, so that's just to say up front um, we're here and uh, ready to be supported and uh, would appreciate your support. So what we start with, we're going to go into some music, are we? Yeah, I'm going to start with a track from, I think, two of our favorites on this podcast. Both of them have uh, featured more than once. This is Sharon Van Etten, Angel Olsen, Like I Used To. That is Sharon Van Eden and Angel Olsen. Song is called "Like I Used to." Very much a uh, when I heard this first, I thought this was a. Uh, it sounded like a mashup of both of their mm. sensibilities, and uh, yeah, a lovely um, duet yeah. as well. Do you know if this is from something? I heard that this was from an upcoming album of that the two of them were going to work on together, and then I went to substantiate that today 
and couldn't find any evidence of it at all. So I either dreamt that or somebody published that and then redacted it. I have no idea. Um, I really, really hope it's it's from an album. I feel like, you, you know, when you hear a song or a sound and you kind of, you didn't realize that it had been missing from your life. I feel like I, there, there has always been a void in my life that was the sound of these two women singing together. <laughs> Um, You're just, just waiting such a really, for really pleasant sound. Yeah, because I mean, they're they're not really two singers. They are two singers that get compared to each other a lot. But I hadn't realized how similar their voices are, even though they yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite different tonally. They, they they you know even the way they pronounce the word like used and to they sort of do do the same shape with their mouth when they're saying that and they they sound fantastic together. And then this song is you know a little bit country, a little bit pop really contemplative and when you consider the kind of work that both of these are putting out separately over the past years like really nostalgic cuts that find interesting ways of looking at the past Tinka Charbonne and 17 for example this this feels like a really nice way to kind of uh mash those two things together the music video is fantastic too it's all sort of like country rock glamour um and they're, they're both just so fucking cool <laughs> like they really are this is yeah this is a really really great track um bit springsteen as well i think in the in that opening sort of guitar riff is uh, oh yeah yeah a, a, a bit born to run just yeah just really cool really like it yeah and uh like sharon valentin has certainly been leaning into a bit of that um Mm. I'm loving that the last for her. Couple of years, I'm loving that really, sound. Right. Yeah, I've I've another song recommendation coming up later in the podcast that is um I feel a little bit a little bit Springsteeny in its leanings and I'm I'm here for more more women sort of reimagining or or taking a taking a leaf out of that sound because I think that that was a really male dominated sound for a really long time and I want to hear more women do it. Uh, so if anyone knows any songs that sounds like this song tell me because this is pretty much my vibe right now yeah I, well i mean not to spoil it but you're right <laughs> there's a few of these kind of yeah. um that kind yeah. of vibe on this month's podcast yeah. so sure. if, if someone wants to make a playlist yeah and recommend more of this sort of thing please let me know great okay you're going to time to recommend my first album of uh, the month um on this podcast it is from a new york-based pakistani composer and folk artist called aruj aftab this is the third album from Aruj Aftab. Uh, the album is called Vulture Prince. Um, let's play a bit of it first and then I'll come back and uh, explain why I picked this because uh, this is a bit different. <laughs> So that's Aruj Aftab, um, one of those albums that I hadn't, you know, heard anything about or artists I hadn't heard anything about till I, I think it was actually a Pitchfork review that somebody shared on Twitter and I just happened to see it and uh, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Um, so New York-based Pakistani composer, this is their third album. Um, so Vulture Prince is uh, is an album that's, 
you know, it's made in a tumultuous time and it's inspired by the passing of her brother, um, her younger brother, um, who passed away prior to the album while she was recording it or writing the album. And in doing so, um, the artist uh, kind of took inspiration from Arabic poetry uh, and the specific poet. Uh, poetry known as uh, ghazals, which often express love in the face of uh, grief or pain. And uh, so that prompted her to reach and uh, get inspired and write songs about that. Um, so really, you know, bef- the album is very much, it's folky. It's It's got that kind of some Pakistani kind of melody and, and sound there, but it's also, it's quite free form. It's folk and jazz. There's harp, uh, viola, cello, like double bass. It's very warm and organic, organic. There's even, um, there's a bit of, uh, very minimal percussion. There's not a lot of percussion on this album. Um, so it lends it quite an expansive air overall. So it's kind of like this, mm. this lovely, like deep spiritual resonance that happens with the album. It's very tactile. You can hear the strings being plucked and, you know, it's like the sound of the air is there in, in it. And it, it is very, it's a very modern, but also, you know, it sounds like, you know, because the songs are, you know, take inspiration from old ancient texts, it does have some kind of, I don't know, cross-generational kind of feel to it. It's it's very unique. Um, a lot of it is about, you know, it is, inf- it is informed by that grief um, that she is feeling. But uh, she says, uh, she told Pitchfork recently that, um, it's not defined by grief, but rather the moments when you accept your losses as part of your life instead of pointing at them. Um, so it's not, it doesn't feel like this, it feels like a quite a spiritual kind of thing in terms of mm. the music is, is a response to what's happening in real life. And there's very much a, there's some sort of magic in there that, uh, you know, I find very moving. Um, and it's just one of those, you have to be, you know, I think a lot of the albums I've I've been listening to this month, it's a case of right time, right place. And uh, finding the right time and place to listen to this has been the kind mm. of thing um, I've I've had a few times this month. So um, Aruj Aftab is the name of the artist, uh, Vulture and that, Prince. that song that we played there, that's almost eight minutes long are the rest of the songs on the album that it's that sort of length yeah they are actually there's a quite a lot mm. of uh six and a half seven minute songs on this and um, there's only seven songs on the album though so okay. they do kind of flow into each other in a lovely way yeah yeah i'll hear there's another bit i'll play a bit of uh in a yash as well that was uh mohabit you just heard there this is another bit of our song I barsat to barsat ne dil to It's certainly an album to that snippets probably don't do complete justice because it is its own atmosphere and uh, it's good to delve into. But I would recommend this Aruj Aftab. I'll spell A R double O J A F T A B is it's the artist name. Vulture Prince is the album. Great. Um, I'm gonna come in with what I reckon is my track of the month. Um, I didn't keep it to the end. I don't know why. Why not? Um, go go hard is... or go home. 
<laughs> this is a track by Torres and it's called Don't Go Putting Wishes in My Head. Just when I thought that it was over It was only just beginning I know you've been here time and time again Every man wants to stay on a mountain So Torres is a Georgia-based musician, Mackenzie Ruth Scott. Uh, she already has four albums behind her, including one called Silver Tongue from last year, and she has a fifth coming later this year. Don't Go Putting Wishes is the first cut from that record. It was recorded in late 2020 with co-producers Rob Ellis and Peter Miles at Middle Farm Studios in Devon. And I just love this song. I think the structure of the chorus is just perfect. It's it's a perfectly written chorus. I love that kind of early Killers inspired synth that runs underneath it. Those Her voice obviously is fantastic. Those big bombastic drums, how it builds and builds and builds. And it reminds me of loads of artists, you know, like there's, there's definitely a theme running through here. It reminds me of Sharon Von Etten, certainly. It reminds me a bit of Springsteen, a bit of Lucinda Williams, maybe a bit of Brandon Flowers. And it's just so gorgeous and relentless and just so emotional, like just unapologetically emotional and just, yeah. And just that melody, like it's, it's a really well-realized uh, pop song because, you know, you can write a good melody, but the rest of the song might not fit well. Whereas I think there's not, there's not a thing I would change about this song. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Lovely. Um, Torres is an artist who, yeah, you're right. Like she's been around a while, probably like nearly 10 yeah. years now. Um, and I dip in every now and again, seems to be doing something interesting. This seems to, is this a more mm. fully full bodied sound than she would normally go for? From, from what I can gather, I haven't, I haven't done full listens of any of her albums. I've kind of dipped into a few of them. Um, from what I can gather, she kind of started out with maybe a bit of a, a harsher, maybe grungier sound. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know if she's really leaned into this like kind of big stadium sounding synth thing, but I th- I hope she does. I hope the rest of the album sounds like this. Herself uh, and Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen can get on the stage and, together. And, and, wise blood, and Wise Blood. And yeah, that's, yeah, that would be, I would like that. Please put that gig on in the Ivy Gardens. <laughs> I think, someone. I, well, I mean, the obvious person to do that is uh, Linux O'Toole. He would uh, jump at that, I'm sure. Um, I'm, I will one. send an email as soon as we're <laughs> Hi, do this, do this for me. Um, Dear Leeds, do you know Mad Max? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, my second album that I'm going to su- uh, suggest is uh, uh, I want. I mean, I want to talk about this because, like, I don't even know how much I like this yet because it's. So I, I, I will say that I've seen everybody talk about this album, and I haven't listened to it Great. yet. So I'm very excited for you to tell me. Great. About it. Okay. Okay, we're going to talk about Black Midi, um, and the album is called Cavalcade. Um, it's their second album. They are an English band who are 
I mean, before this month, I just wasn't really paying attention to them. I didn't really know what the crack was with them. I knew they were, I thought they were like a, a, a willfully obtuse, like odd experimental post-rock band. And that was their buzz. Um, mm. And I think that's pretty. And, uh, fair to say that's not exactly your buzz. Uh, well, it used to be a lot more, but you know, I've kind of, mm. uh, there's, I used to like a lot of that stuff more. I mean, I still do, but like, I love battles and stuff like that. I love things that are like that. Um, but I don't know. There's something about Black Midi now since I started listening to Cavalcade and it's really drawn me in, in a way that like a film that is kind of, um, what would be a good one to describe? You know that film Climax? I know you've watched it. Um, yeah. It's like, it's not quite like as, <laughs> as horrible as that, but it is like one of those things where you're just like, <laughs> my God, I cannot look away at this because it's just so bizarre okay. and so weird. And uh I don't know, there's certain elements of Cavalcade that are like that and Black Midi themselves. Uh, this is their second album. Uh, production, this also intrigued me as well because John Spud Murphy, the Dublin producer with the likes of Lancome, the Jimmy K, Katie Kim and uh, the live music video show, uh, Gorilla Studios. And he's also a musician with Percolator. He produces this album. So um, it was it was recorded oh, in Dublin. That. Yeah, so... And that intrigued me as well. I know he was involved with like the likes of the like Hand Up Who Wants to Die and the Richter Collective and stuff like that in the past. So I just thought, here's an album by an English rock band produced by uh, an Irish guy who produces a lot of records, including Langham. So I just thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. And it is. It, it's totally willfully weird uh, post-rock jazz prog album. It's like Scott Walker playing with a post-rock band. And uh, it's... It's like an atonal hall of mirrors. It's uh, you could pick any song on this, and there are it's all weird. It's all delightfully weird. And what I like about it is like it's 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 kind of rock, but it's not. It's very jazzy, and then sometimes it's very like stop start and uh, atonal and odd. And uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm just enjoying its weirdness. I'm really enjoying. I I really enjoyed on. the track that you chose. For the playlist, which is the one I've heard now, okay. the only one I've heard. Well, uh, I, I did really enjoy that. Yeah. Again, an, another long track. We'll we'll talk about that for next time, Niall. I, you know, this is it was really adding up some, <laughs> some time in that in that in the in the prep for this podcast. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. I did. I re, I I really like the. Um, I didn't pick a really song like this, below this five minutes this time. No, no, you didn't. No, no, I no, didn't. no. Anyway, we'll discuss that later. Okay, <laughs> well, let's play a bit of the throne from uh, Black Midi and give you some of that vibe. I think what uh, what what interests me in Black Midi as well is you know the album isn't just like this bludgeoning post rock stuff. There's there's loads of really interesting and quiet and jazzy like bits in there, almost like very experimental. But and then I mean, actually, to be honest, the opening song, the single that they released in advance, John L, kind of threw me off because 
it's very much that like blustery stop start uh post rock kind of uh garage thing and it's and it sounds like somebody doing an impression of Iggy Pop in it with an Irish accent uh mm-hmm. uh rambling over the top of it and I was like I don't know if I'm into this and I think again you just have to be in the mood for something like that you have to be really like oh yeah I want to listen to this um because you won't always be in the mood for this. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to play just a brief bit yeah. more of one of the last songs in the album because this was the one that, like, when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. His voice like, reminds me of somebody. Who who does he sound like? Scott Walker's the one I keep is coming Scott back to. Mm. I don't know who else though. Mm, leave it with me. Hard to know. Yeah, um, it's just it's odd. It's different. It kind of like it sounds like it's soundtracking a, a an update of uh, the Wicker Man or something like that. It yeah. has that kind of creepy vibe to it. Um, I mean, they obviously remade that already with Nicolas Cage, and sure, I mean, maybe you just stick this over the top of it. Masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's black midi and uh one i've just been really intrigued by this week uh and last week and i just uh i i had i gave it a car listen yesterday which was my first time listening to that so i was cool. like this is i couldn't i just and you know when i decided i want to talk about this i couldn't pick a song because i couldn't pick one that just rep, uh, represented the whole thing so. so you just picked the longest one that's fine yeah yeah, yeah i did yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, your turn. My, I think it's, this is the only album on my list. Uh, this is an album by Billy Martin. It's called Flora Fauna. And we can take a listen to uh, Human Replacement. So that's uh, Billy Martin. She's Isabella Sophie Tweedle and she's from North Yorkshire. Uh, she's had a kind of a... Tweedle? Oh, tweedle. <laughs> oh, Tweddle, maybe. She, oh yeah, two Ds, one E, Tweddle. Um, she's had a bit of an interesting start. She was discovered on YouTube uh, when she was 12 or 13, I think, um, covering songs and playing playing guitar, that sort of thing. Um, signed a deal with Sony when she was 15 then and released two albums on that, Writing of Blues and Yellows in 2016 and Feeding Seahorses by Hand in 2019. Um, and then 2019 came and she was dropped by Sony um, and... She kind of took it well, considering, I think. Um, she, she she basically said, I, I read an interview 
uh, with her in which she was talking about how Sony kind of didn't really know what to do with her. They were teaming her up with all these uh, songwriters who'd worked with like big pop acts like like Lana Del Rey. And that's not really, I guess, her vibe. Her vibe at this time was very much like her first two records are very much kind of maybe L- Laura Marling tinged um, singers, folk singer, songwriter, English folk singer, songwriter sort of thing. Um, and maybe a little bit safe, but but clearly, you know, there was there was a lot of talent there. So so then, you know, this is this is her first record away from Sony. And she kind of comes out with this. I'm not going to say it's an entirely new sound, but it's definitely a richer sound. I can definitely get a kind of a Sorka Richardson vibe from this. Um, bit of Alva Reddy maybe as well on uh, parts of the album. And the the mel- her her melodies are really really spot on. I think that she is a good enough songwriter to be writing on her own. I don't think a label needs to pair her up with anybody. Um, like that the, the song that we just heard there, "Human Replacement," is um, I I I think it's it, it's a really kind of uh, radio friendly song. You know, for like alternative stations, like I've heard it on alternative radio stations like Six Music, and it hasn't stuck out or anything. It was just like, yeah, this is a totally, you know. In indie pop song this is great um it's it's a real earworm of of a melody and it's also you know dealing with the idea that women can't walk alone at night and um that the world yeah. is, a, is a dangerous place to be a, a young woman and so on and yeah that that kind of runs throughout the album she the there, there's one song on it called aquarium which might i i suspect might have been written maybe a few years ago um because it does have that kind of more stripped back sound but she she sounds great on it you know she said like her her voice has matured a lot her lyrics have matured a lot um and i think that she it, it it's a real kind of coming of ra- coming of age record that sounds really really good and I think she's she's really hit on a style she's hit on a, a kind of an aesthetic style as well like I think this album cover is one of my favorite ones that have come, come out this year if, if anyone yeah, hasn't seen like it it's it. kind of it's a, a, a really close-up um photograph of her and she's she's all freckles and she uh has clearly just eaten a lot of grass and muck and she's sm- smiling a big smile with just bits bits of grass stuck between her teeth it's, it's really 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 great um Great cover. And yeah, I just I think I think the album's great. I would highly recommend checking it out if you don't know her. Um, and if you like the more introspective stuff like Aquarium, check out her her earlier stuff as well. She's uh, yeah, that's Billy Martin. And the yeah. album is called Flora Fauna. Great. And you said Judy Jacqueline to me in reference to Billy Martin when you first mentioned. Definitely. Like, yes. yes. Tell, tell me more. Very much. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. Very Julia Jacqueline. Um, that, what, what was that album that we loved of hers? Um what was uh, it called? Was it just called Crying? No, what was it called? <laughs> was it just called Crying? No. <laughs> that was a song. That's what we it? remember oh. doing a lot. Cry, cry, cry. Um, Julia, crushing, crushing. Crushing, that's it. <laughs> yeah, close enough. I was like, crying. Yeah. I get it. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I will pick my third and final album choice now. Um, it is a, so I know you're a big fan of Maya Sophia. And um, uh, the, the label that released that album is called uh, Trapped Animal. And uh, did you know, um, you may have seen this because you're a, a woman of the world. Um, uh, they have released another bath themed album by a different artist. I'm a uh, woman of the called, bath, Niall. I'm, I'm a yeah, big bath fan. The bath. If, if, there's, if there's bath music, I'm on it. 
you're on it yeah. okay well there you go i'm glad to recommend this album to you then <laughs> it's from emma houghton uh, it is called the bath and um it another irish kind of uh connection as well um emma is a new yorker with family ties in inish own donegal and this album came about when uh, they were composing an ethnographic study into their irish folk heritage and songs and roots of recorded as part of a senior thesis in electronic music um, and emma wrote the bat as a piece uh, for eight voices to be performed uh, live and of course as we know what's happened in the last 15 months what's happened do that. what's happened <laughs> so instead uh, emma recorded all eight parts of this album in her childhood bedroom mixing and producing it herself and uh so that's uh, something that that's how I was sold. I was like, oh, the label got in touch. And we're like, uh, we know you like Maya Sophia's uh, Bath Time uh, album. So here's another similar, uh, well, not really similar, but mm. it's very, very different. But it is, um, I really love this album. And it's one that it's quite choral, as that, um, as that uh, suggests. It's, um, uh, I'm going to play a song called Bowen Balance, which is a choral murder ballad inspired by the dominance of water in Irish folklore. I'd like so. the listeners to know that this song is 10 minutes and 46 seconds long. Just just while we're continuing the theme here. 10 minutes, yes, 46 seconds. it is. Now. 10 minutes and 46. <laughs> you're going to hear but it is, it's fantastic. A few seconds of it here. That's Bound Balance from Emma Houghton and that song tells the story of two sisters who are in love with the same man when he proposes to the youngest sister and she accepts the oldest sister mm. pushes her sister into the sea. So um, I will you know, say on on, the, uh, on on what you said about the label getting in contact and saying that you know you liked my Sophia you like this the the amount of uh, people who have been in touch with me since my Sophia's album first came out in I want to say 2019 is that right? Since Bath's yes, come out, I yeah. believe, yes. Um, who have said, oh, I know you're a fan of Maya Sophia, you might like this. And it's literally just a woman with a guitar. Um, <laughs> but this, this, I'm like, okay, no, seriously. Like, the amount, like oh, you, you, you liked Bath Time, you'd love this. And I'm like, this is nothing like Bath Time. This, this, spot on, spot on reference there from um, from that record label, who are all about. Well, it's the same label who also released, yeah, but you know, they, yeah, the they, but they get it, you know, they, they understand how these recommendations work. And they're a bunch of sounders as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I've, I've listened to this album. Um, you texted it to me and said, you will love this and no other context. And I was like, great. And I listened to it and I was like, I do love this. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I would recommend um, listening when you when you have the time to really pay attention to what's going on with those vocal lines. Uh, yeah, it can just really wash over you. And it's, a, it, it's amazing sometimes when you remember every now and then that it's just her working on it. Yeah, uh, and true, I would true. love to see it with it with eight 
people with eight distinct voices being performed. I really mm. hope that that's something that happens at some stage. Yeah, in like a maybe sometime. church or something would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I presume Emma Houghton is based in um, New York still, but you never know. I think we could be able to travel next year or later this yeah. year. Who knows? I'll, I'll get on to Leeds again for that. Uh, Str- uh, <laughs> Stranger I, Things. I, I the Garden's kick. <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> the, good, the lineup's filling up now at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You better get on. <laughs> My next track is um, something for you, Niall. Um, okay. Something dancey. It's not something I usually bring to the table. Um, okay. Well, will I tell you something first before you go further? Okay. I have no, I have no time for public service broadcasting. <laughs> That's, you know what, it's fine. You might. I hate their shtick. <laughs> I hate it to my very core. So, I am really interested in hearing Ooh. this. Okay, tough crowd. Um, I, uh, you haven't heard this song. No. Okay. I think you'll like this song. I think, right, if, if this wasn't public service broadcasting, maybe just put that out of your head. This is public service broadcasting featuring ERA and it's called People Let's Dance. Maybe let's take a listen to it and then I'll tell you. Okay, it. here we go. Andrea, please explain why this uh, track has a bit of verve and sw- and swing to it, as opposed to what I'd normally expect from mm, Purpose Service Broadcasting, I will. which is uh, geeky um, <laughs> post rock with like uh, what do they they do sample like they sample old public word. service broadcasting, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but like I mean, that's what, what would you call it exactly? Hipster nonsense. Like, I mean, Yes, yes, <laughs> usually. The, the kind of shit that I would spend 12 quid in on a Thursday night, yeah. You can just say it, you know. Uh, so yeah, okay. so they are, or he, they are returning this year with a Berlin-inspired album called Bright Magic, uh, which is going to come out in September this year. The album's going to be in three parts and it's dedicated to the city of Berlin and it's a sort of a story um, being told that's, that's going to be set there. Uh, this track, People Less Dance, featuring Ira, E-E or A, uh, who is a Norwegian-born, Berlin-based Anna Lena Bruland, who is on Ninja Tune Records, I think. Um, and this song is going to open the second act of the album, which pays homage to Berlin nightlife and clubs and all that kind of stuff that Niall might like. Um, and I think that this is a lovely bop, actually. I think that, you know, there's very extremely on-the-nose craftwork and German electronica influences here. It's That's okay. That's that's totally fine. Uh, it samples a guitar riff from... There's actually not enough of that, to be honest. I, I fully agree. Um, yeah, Depeche Mode's uh, People Are People guitar line uh, in there and the... Uh, here's here's your um, your hipster nonsense coming in. The the title of the track is taken from a chapter of R- Rory McLean's Berlin. Imagine a city. So I th- I th- I think it's a bop. I think it's a jam. I'm not you know a massive 
geek for public service broadcast or anything i've never been offended by anything they've done but i'm also not a massive fan but i thought this was a little breath of fresh air and sometimes it's it's hard <laughs> for me but, to find yeah, dancey tunes say, that i like and this is one <laughs> this is better um than anything i've heard from them before i think it just it's just the, the studious geeky nature of of their music really annoyed me because i had to sit through a geek <laughs> bunch of nerds like, oh. <laughs> yeah but it's just like it's it had no rhythm or no nothing it was just like this is so boring you're just putting boring public speech uh <laughs> public service broadcasting speeches over music and it doesn't work Niall, i never and knew I, you were such a jock i never knew you were such a chad i had to sit at a gig for, with them once for other voices in Derry, i believe mm. and i just absolutely did not like this one bit <laughs> i i had a very strong uh reaction to it okay um so yeah well it sounds like you'll you'll um, at least like the second of the three parts of this now the first of the three parts might be a reimagining of the fall of the berlin wall with news footage you know it could be something very not up your street but this this bit just set in a nightclub lovely lovely stuff yeah um, okay well here while we're on that tip i'm gonna very quickly just recommend one song just to just even it up a bit no this isn't on the lift you're go you're going off script now oh my god I'm, I'm, it's okay anyway <laughs> um while i pick while i play for you oh uh, yeah i'm gonna go with this song um, go with your instincts uh do you want a new one or do you want a, do you want the old one a uh, new one the, wait, the, the better of the two. That's what I want. Okay, you're going to get a classic uh, from Alexander O'Neill. This is called Criticize and something I've been listening to. And shout out to Mango and playing this on his uh, hand, uh, Smoke Breaks and Handbreaks uh, SoundCloud radio show. And he did an 80 special and he played this. And I was like, yeah, give it to me. I just wanted to play that chorus. That was all. <laughs> I mean, a, st- a strong, a, a strong message there uh, yeah. in that song. Fantastic. Yeah, Love I enjoyed that, that now. Um, <laughs> thanks to Mango for reminding me of that of, of the existence of that song. Kind of, you know, when you're thinking about like coming back to DJing and stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I'd say, I'd say your, I'd say your little folder with little, you know, oh, I must must write that down for a set. I'd say that's that that list is pretty long by now. Yeah, I'm actually going to sit down soon and make a brand new list of uh, of everything and uh, reorganize everything maybe and just mm-hmm. come back stronger. Um, so that'll be the plan, yeah. hopefully. Excellent. <laughs> Um, my next track is from a band that we love. Um, we loved their album from again. I want to say last year. No, no, twenty nineteen. I think because we everything yeah, is twenty nineteen. We, <laughs> we we reviewed it in person, so it would have been twenty nineteen. That that album was Punk by Chai, and this track is called Donuts. Mind if I do from Chai. Donuts. Mind if I do. Yeah. 
That is Chai. Their second album is called Wink, and uh, mm. they that's a different sound than what they had were going before, wasn't it? Yeah, this is Very a new so. theme. So Chai, if you don't know, are a Japanese rock band from Nagoya in Japan. They're newly signed to Sub Pop Records. Um, this is their third record called Wink. Um, they had two previously. The third. We, oh yeah. Third one. Yeah, we really loved Punk, as I said, which was a a, a neo kawaii. Uh, punk record that reclaimed the meaning of kawaii and uh, punk in kind of one fell swoop and it was a real statement actually and it, it really it really crossed over uh, which was just fantastic to see they're they're absolutely gas girls as well um, I think Wink this this new record is a bit poppier a bit brighter um, and Donuts Mind If I Do is this sort of hazy sugary jam it's really it's hazy, really hazy sugary donut jam yeah, just delicious jam. You know when it when it falls on your hand and you have to lick yeah. it off. That's it. Um, and you know, like the the record overall is brilliant. Like their versatility is just astounding. And I think that this sound that they're doing on on this track, if they released a whole album of this, it it would have still worked. But there's just so much versatility in the album. So I really, really recommend going and uh listening to them i would also recommend reading dean van wynn's um review on his um not substack his new newsletter um and subscribing to that obviously but he did a really great review of this record as well and yeah chai are unreal like i love them so much more people need to be getting amongst it I yeah. feel like they need like a standum around them. <laughs> like, oh, I'd love to see them live. I'd love to see them live. I'd love to see them live. I really, really would. Um, and they're ju- yeah, they're just they're they're fantastic musicians. They've got a, a really cool like aesthetic about them. They're sort of punk. They're sort of cute. There's like there's there's all these different things kind of going on, and yeah, they're great. Highly recommend. Yeah. That's uh, Donuts Mind If I Do from Chai from the album uh, Wink. Great. Um, and I think I'm going into another song now. Sure. My last song, my last uh, recommendation, which is a cover song from Michaela Davis and Mary Lou Lord. And it's a cover of Some Song by Elliot Smith. Clocking in at just two minutes and 26 seconds there. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I had to make up time. Um, <laughs> this is from the uh, Kill Rockstar. So the Kill Rockstar's label celebrating its 30th anniversary this year and has released a new uh, compilation in which um, it, it, it's a callback to compilations that were released with all of the bands on that label 30 years ago. So this uh project this re this new, new covers are uh current artists covering old artists uh and it works really really well like there's 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 loads of really cool um covers on the record but this one really stood out to me because i think 
you know, a lot of people cover Elliot Smith, but there's something about what these two women managed to do here, which is kind of it it fleshes out the track, El- Elliot's track, which is a very, very pared down um mm. track. Uh it's just vocals and guitar, obviously. Um uh and it, it fleshes it out without kind of losing its essence, I think. Um and Michaela Davis is a New York-based singer-songwriter and Mary Lou Lord is Mary Lou Lord, uh, who has actually covered uh, Elliot Smith's I Figured You Out before as well, so is, you know, f- familiar with covering his work. And I, yeah, I would really recommend checking this song out in full um, because it, it, it sounds like it could also just be their song, which is um, a really good thing with the cover. It doesn't, like, I only... Yeah. Ha- had I not known Elliot's song, I reckon i would have heard this and been like oh what a cool sound um so yeah it doesn't it doesn't sound like a cover but if you love elliot smith you'll like it that was Um, cool um did you hear uh julia jacklin doing a cover of bjork's army of me with another band called rv i think um, no i haven't yeah it came up my release radar on spotify there last week um so it might be one it's a hard i have to say it's a hard song to cover it's a very i I mean god like talk talk about setting yourself a yeah challenge. i'm not sure it works because like that song is so hard it's so individual and, how does she you know, cover it is it like a uh with, a, with electric guitars and a band yeah thing? can we hear it yeah. do you have it oh let's play it yeah sure why not um army of me julia I'll... here we are rvg here we go Yeah, as you kind yeah. of expect, maybe. You know, I really like the instrumental there, but I think it's so hard to sing that vocal line without sounding sanitized just because Bjork's vocals are so kind of rough and, and yeah. expressive. You know, if, if if you sing that line in, in any kind of straightforward way, it's going to sound a little bit sanitized. But yeah, I think she sounds like she did a decent job there. I I, I like the, the grungy... Uh, heavy guitar that is running running in that it's nice to be honest if i wanted to listen to that song i just listen to the original <laughs> that well that's the thing i'm th- that th- this is exactly what i mean that sounds like a cover of another song whereas that the um the some song uh cover i think just sounds like its own song i think yeah that's a that's an example so our last track is a track from an artist that we both love i'm gonna pronounce it well yeah okay uh yeah dark get Gethsemane. Um, Dark I believe it Gethsemane. is. Gethsemane. Um, oh, like Yosemite. Okay. Um, by Burial. And Burial. It's real good. <laughs> yeah, so this came out uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, like early May, maybe. And uh, it's a split EP with Blackdown. So there's two Burial songs on it. 
Dark Gethsemane, two different, um, a diptych, essentially. It's hard to, sometimes I was listening to it, I was like, this is two different songs, right? Kind of smashed together in a weird way. So let's play a bit of the second part of it. So uh, here is Dark Gethsemane, Gethsemane from Burial. Following on from our last episode where we spent the entire episode talking about Enya, I mean, you can hear some Enya vibes in that song for sure. Yeah, you know? I mean, one one of the best um, things about Burial when, is when you're listening to one of his tracks and you can, you, you just spend literally hours just going through like all of the different samples that are being used and being like oh, holy shit that that was Beyonce or that that was this mm. like you know like there's there, there's tracks where he's he's sampled and like pitched down like singer songwriters on YouTube who had like 300 viewers you know it's insane and and very clever people online have like put them all together and uh, created all the all these like amazing lists that you can go and listen through and yeah this song is kind of no exception there's there's a lot of stuff that when when you go digging I haven't fully dug in to all of the all of the different samples on this just yet but I think then uh, what what's important about burial is that you know there there is all of these like interesting technical things that he's doing and uh, interesting kind of crate digging and all of that. But when you put it all together, it is uh, it is a piece in, in in itself. And this is just such a an uplifting track from burial. I think it's a really it's a really positive vibe, and yeah, it's, I it's, I love it. I really love yeah, it. Yeah, it's. It's a bit of everything. I mean, there's a whole other part of the song that starts it out. It's very, mm. like, it's that euphoria. It's got, like, the kind of, um, that kind of burial texture is there. The yeah. kind of, you know. Um, it's so hard burnt, to describe. Burnt embers almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, they, that's what it sounds like sometimes, like sticks burning. Yeah. Sometimes very analog sounds sounding. like. Yeah. Um, very analog, not too grid, obviously. Uh dystopian sometimes as well but yeah. i think overall this one is quite you know it's obviously very cinematic he makes very cinematic music but i think it's just great to here's an artist who's been doing what they've been doing want to do for the last when when did he first come out like 2007 2008 something like that officially yeah. like 2006 was the album first album and uh he's just been kind of doing eps and stuff since then and uh keeping himself to himself you know just not not making a fuss not just one, one of the best artists living and just being like no i'd rather not do interviews. yeah and i think there is an element sometimes when when you're listening to like you can kind of pass you by because it's not an album sometimes and mm. um, it's a it maybe one or two tracks that he released on Bandcamp here and there this was an interesting one and and one of the first releases that he hasn't released on Hyperdub in quite a while I'd say yeah. almost every year or so since 2011 there's been uh, 
one or two tracks released and if not there's you know he's done stuff with um Forte and Tom York that was uh last oh, last year actually that was just right. December last year yeah, that was so two, two tracks so I think I like this I like that he can just you know um drop in and release a song whenever he wants and uh do what he likes and uh continue to inspire and show uh, how he does things and way differently than anyone else yeah he's just he's such a singular artist like there's there's really nobody that makes music quite like him um and i think that this is a very good track uh 10 minutes is the track so another another 10 10 minutes on the dot just an l 10 minute um okay yeah so that's all our music for this month but we have yeah enjoyed other things i guess any other business nile yeah um i just put up the 25 best songs of may 2021 that's on the site at the moment including the spotify playlist so you can go find oh, can that I, can um, i give a couple of special mentions actually i'd like to give a special m- mention to bantam's ep i nearly picked that the last second there yeah really 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 excellent stuff from rory and also i had the pleasure of interviewing danny larkin um whose album was coming out next month but i've also ergo had the pleasure of listening to it and it is just sublime it's absolutely fantastic so um what lo, lo, d-a-n-i uh d-a-n-i larkin um and the album is called notes from a maiden warrior and it's real 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 good stuff so keep an eye on that don't miss that when it comes out it's it's excellent i have some book recommendations i i i read a okay. good bit this this uh this month so i just finished reading snowflake by louise nealon uh which is an excellent book about a girl from a young girl from kildare from a dairy farm in kildare who goes to college in trinity and there's a little bit of I don't think it's quite magical realism. It's 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 a bit more grounded in reality than that. But there's a lot of things about dreams and people who have um what's that thing, you know, where there'd be like a local person and you'd go to them if you have like a wart or something. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's oh, it's yeah. it's much less of a thing in Dublin. Um I or, know what you or mean, maybe yeah, I'm wrong, yeah. but you uh, they have the there's a word for it. They have it's like the gift or the something, but anyway, there's, right. a, there's a bit of that in it. Um, it's it's kind of very much rooted in, in like the Irish folklore side of that, but also then very modern as well. It's it's a fantastic book. I really 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 enjoyed it. Um, I'd also recommend a, a nice short book is Grown Ups by Marie Obert, um, who is a Norwegian novelist. This book has been translated from Norwegian. Um, it's like 150 pages long. It's great. Uh, it's a great read about a woman's battle with um in I guess infertility or being too old to have a baby and being uh, single and how it feels when people around you are having babies and so on um white city by kevin power oh my god blew me the fuck away this month have you read that now no oh my god i I, i'd say you would really really like it it's about post crash or around the crash it follows the son of a disgraced banker who has been arrested for like embezzlement and fraud and and like to the tune of like 650 million euros kind of thing and this is the son and how he got involved with this like dodgy business deal with all his mates because they're like you know south dublin i think i I don't know if he went to black rock but that sort of vibe like very Mm. privileged um circles that he's running in 
and he becomes a drug addict and it's just that whole story and it sounds really bleak it is really bleak but it's also incredibly funny and really really smart and I've never read uh, a book about drugs that is as funny I guess while still also being really realistic and really tender in its in its depictions of things like addiction so I cannot recommend White City by uh, Kevin Power enough um, I have two more um the Estate by Lisa Costello or or Liza Costello. I think it's Lisa Costello, um, which is kind of spooky. Maybe fans of it's it's not quite crime, but it's it's a little bit. Uh, it's a page turner. It's about a woman who moves to a ghost estate, and uh, strange things start happening. And then I'm currently reading Ask Again Yes, which is a book that came out a couple of years ago. Which I'm only I'm literally only about sixty pages into it, and it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, all of those books I recommend, but if I was to recommend one, I would recommend White City by Kevin Power because it's unbelievable. Lovely. I have a load of books to read, um, at the moment of my, I'm looking over at the nightstand, it's there oh, and, yeah. um, I, I'm getting through them but slowly, but I did finish, um, Megan Nolan's book, Act, Acts of Desperation, which oh, is yes. a, a, very, a very good read. I haven't got around to it yet. Um, I have it, around, it, it's yeah. literally, it's, it's, read sometimes. it's on my nightstand, um, with yeah. the, the, 12 other but you know that yeah I understand yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I dip into some of them and then I have to go back and then sometimes you just have to finish one you know? yeah so I finished one of those this week mm. which was great um oh in terms of music I would like to just uh quickly shout out Senu Sam Killeen and his album Jetlag yeah. we did it we did an uh, album launch performance uh, last week for him and mm. uh, you can still watch that on YouTube very good album is very good it's I reviewed also... that on um, Arena and I think did everyone you? else was slightly oh, be- yeah. bewildered by it and I really, really? liked it so <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of trip hop kind of flying notice kind of guitar stuff um, jazzy R&B so cool. good stuff uh, yeah, recorded written and recorded in a 24 hour period I think as well yeah I believe so yeah yeah. yeah so uh, lots to recommend there uh the other thing i'm really enjoying this week very much like a kind of a I'm probably a background listen really um there's a lot of albums to read or to to listen to still that i haven't got around to um but one i was listening to last night that i was intrigued by because it's cinematic and uh, para one the um electronic producer from france he has an album called specter machines of love and grace inspired by films like title. akira yeah uh, Akira and Hungarian choirs and all sorts of stuff there. So uh, I was really interested as Steve Reich, Detroit Techno, Indonesian Drums, Gamelan, Bulgarian choirs and the Akira soundtrack. I was like, yeah. Into oh, that. this sounds right up my street. So, wow, okay. Yeah, I, 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 it's kind of that, that lovely background. Listen, he he does some lovely stuff. He's done some lovely... Uh, he did a soundtrack to a film called Girlhood a few years ago, a mm. uh, French film. Um, Really, really good. Uh beautiful soundtrack and uh he yeah he just has released stuff over the years that i would recommend and uh yeah he's a really good producer um other than that a couple of tv uh, things um well i have to ask you about your how your uh mike wozniak uh uh appreciation society is is doing (laughs) at the moment I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I miss him so much. Um, who, whoever is out there, the world, the universe, TV execs, just make sure that that man is going to work for many, many years and do a lot of things. He's just so goddamn funny. Yeah, Taskmaster's over. I'm completely bereft. Um, but you know, you you, you still have two episodes left, don't you? Uh, no, I watched them last night. So oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
such yeah, a good, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's up there with the best series of Ta- Taskmaster. If anyone is listening and doesn't watch Taskmaster, just go season one, episode one. It's on YouTube. Just go, just go and watch it, and it will genuinely improve your life by at least. 10% like you'll be you'll be 10% happier going through your life um so yeah obviously well, I'm he really back. did capture everyone's heart uh, this, like, uh, the last like months, he he's you know he was like lightning in a bottle everyone was just like who is this guy <laughs> it's amazing um and yeah I I went and I've I've been listening to his podcasts uh one of them is the St. Elwick's Neighborhood Association newsletter podcast which is excellent and he has another podcast with two other comedians um called Benjamin Partridge and Henry something called Three, Be- Three Bean Salad which is also very very good um but yeah uh so to replace the kind of the comedy um hole that's been left in my life i have finally caught up with all of this time with alan partridge um, oh yeah me too yeah. i i've really really enjoyed i actually spent the weekend because i've been watching season two week by week um because co- some uh kind soul has been putting it up on youtube and then i hadn't seen the first season so harry and i watched the first season finished the second season and then straight after just watched Alpha Papa. Um, so it was a very, a very Partridge weekend, which was just great. Um, highly recommend that. Also, uh, Mortimer and White House Go Fishing. Have you watched that? It's Bob Mortimer. No, but it's something my friend Whitehouse. Gab has told me about over the years. Oh, it's, yeah. ju- it's just such, it's such pleasure. It's, it's um, so Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer, two brilliant comedians. Um, basically, both of them, at some stage in the past like few years or maybe the past decade or so both of them have had like very serious heart problems and um bob mortimer has, has had to have like a very very serious surgery so they both got a, a bit of a fright with that um so they've sort of slowed their lives down and um paul whitehouse is a really good um fi- fisher fisherman fisherman Fishing? Good at fishing, <laughs> catches fish. Um, so he bring he brings Bob around um to all these different beautiful scenic places in um in Britain and Northern Ireland, um or the UK and Northern Ireland, yeah. Um, and they go fishing and they just talk about being middle aged men and. Bob cooks like heart healthy food for the two of them. It's just, it's it's a tonic for the soul. Genuinely, like it's, it's so mindful and relaxing and beautiful. I've cried a few times watching it. Like it's really, it's just a beautiful little piece of television that I'd highly recommend watching. Yeah. Uh, Mm. That's all my TV recs, I think. Yeah. Very good. Um, I did buy a ticket for the Alan Partridge live show next year. Did you? Yeah, yeah. They were so they were selling out quick. I was like, I don't know. Maybe, I think they, they added like, an, a second date because the Well the first day first went one. in a few hours, so I was like I went yeah. straight in and just bought tickets for the second one. Yeah. So um Is it completely that. sold out different. now? Don't know actually, don't know. Um mm, same with like Primavera uh, in the last week, a lot of discussion about Primavera and the two weekends and which one are you going to and uh, in the end I bought a ticket for last year, so I'd uh, transferred it to weekend two. Um, and uh, crews are forming and people are, are hatching plans and it's a long way away. God, it is over a year. It's but it a, a year it, away. You won't feel it. No, but it's it nice to have that to look forward to and I yeah. just was really interested. Um, I mean, I already had a ticket, so it was great. Just really nice. Um, and 
Yeah, and obviously that gig is on sale tomorrow. Would you? How do you feel about gigs coming back now? If I ask you, would you go to a gig tomorrow? Or like, if I, I, if, I if I said I had four tickets for James Vincent McMahon's work or in Knife Gardens, would you go? When is it? <laughs> oh, are you busy? <laughs> no, no. As in, as in, I'm trying to figure out if if I'm vaccinated by then. I think I think I'm. You, you won't I'm be vaccinated. To, okay, no. Well, then probably not. That, but that's just no. a personal thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. It's I'm, on the tenth. I'm, I'm happy to start going to things once I'm vaccinated. I'm like, oh hell yeah! Right. But until then, I think I'm gonna gonna lay low, take it easy. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the terms on it. There, it seems the um, there's no uh, requirement for PCR antigen testing in advance, um, which mm. is a bit strange because that's not what they said. Um, you would be asked to queue in a social distance manner. You would be requested to wear masks at all times other than when you were in your pod, which is part of like it's four people, mm. maximum four people. So see, um, yeah, um, it's it's not it's not the organization of the actual event that I'm that I would be worried about. It'd be things like, you know, getting home and crowds outside. All, all of that stuff I'm still but that's a very much personal thing. That's just me not quite being ready to Yeah be around like many many humans yet that's why I'd, I'd absolutely no um interest in buying a ticket for primavera because that uh, that whole vibe is very like separate to where i'm at in my head uh but i reckon once i get the vaccine that is that's gonna change pretty pretty swiftly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be yeah, out, yeah. out five nights a week going crazy um so and of course the other thing that i mean this all feeds into what we're talking about here is the the discourse around outdoor summer and all that kind of stuff mm. in the last week which has just been go outdoors not like that yeah yeah banging your like, head against the wall like uh, just shows you how little come to dublin but then people outside. who live in dublin who live in apartments can just go fuck themselves then i guess i i have been very angry about all of this in the past week. Um, Una Malali shared a thread um, of all of the pieces that she's written in the Irish Times for like uh, the past like three or four years about what needs to happen in Dublin in terms of like public spaces and facilities and, you know, just sort of like, let's stop the city from dying. Let's make it a nice place for the people who actually live there to be. And therefore it will become a nice place for people to visit. And it's amazing to kind of go through that trend and see how much like this isn't just a problem due with the pandemic. Like this is, this is a problem that has like predated the pandemic, but the pandemic has just, um, has just sort of, uh, calcified it. That's not the right word. Um, um, <laughs> you could use that in, has in... just made it worse um so yeah it yeah. is it is absolutely bizarre um yeah i will also say uh if people live in the dub in dublin bay south um please vote in the by-election and i'm not going to tell you to vote for but maybe don't vote for a landlord um just just do that just do, do it for me because i don't live there um and and do it for yourself as well more i think you're referring to something you can find on the internet perhaps yeah yeah if, if you just if you just maybe log into twitter <laughs> <laughs> everyone's talking about it yeah yeah all right great well that is it for us it this week yeah um i believe um is it next week we're talking to saint sister about their new album i believe we are it talking could, to it could well be, be next anyway, week also i'm starting a new initiative on the podcast which is that i want people to email in things um so 
we don't have an email set up yet, but you can email me. Um, so email Andrea at nylon9.com. <laughs> we don't have an email set up yet because I haven't done it. But, well, you um, know, I didn't want to say. But you can email me. It'll it'll get to us. Um, email Andrea at nylon9.com if you have any, just any recommendations, any thoughts, any, you know, if, if there's a topic that we haven't covered that you'd like us to cover, send that in. Yep. Or just, I had you know, an Instagram talk. message about, about a, a, a very intriguing topic that yes, was actually yes. on the... I was thinking about anyway, and this just gave me the extra. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, um, let's do this. And so if you want to just tell us things. what a great job we're doing, that's fine too. Um, yeah, so send us an email, uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll set up a proper email soon for correspondence. Very good. And Andrea Cleary, your um, your private, your personal. Oh um, yes, Andrea. If people don't like me and they want to support yeah, you, yeah. If, if you're here only. just for me, uh, you can support me. Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. That link is in my Twitter bio, um, and you can see some previous writing from me there. I have been um, a bit busy, and I haven't updated that newsletter. I promise, 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 promise. A new lo- newsletter is coming, um, but yeah, forgive me for um, being late with it. And Listen, there's, there's one other sorry. thing I have to ask you. Mm. One other thing I have to ask you. Yes. Um, uh, what's what's the story with the cows? <gasps> oh my god. Okay. So I met a cow. So if you <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> I have never like in an official capacity met a cow. Um, I love cows. I've always loved cows. It's been my dream for my whole life to hug a cow and just have a little cuddle with a cow, but I've never even had a chance to pet one. So I went to Airfield at the weekend, Airfield Estate, um, with Harry, and it's 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 sort it's it's a vibe where it's like if the animals come over to you, that's cool. You can say hi, but they can also mm-hmm. just not bother with you, and that has to be cool too. So that's fine. So it's not like a petting farm or whatever and just came around this corner and there was this gas little cow there at the at a uh at a gate she was gas like she she kept she mooed at me and i was like well hello and i went over and i was like really scared and like then i was like is she gonna bite me I don't, i'm just a city girl i don't understand cows <laughs> then i was petting her and like rubbing her cheeks um but the whole time she was like licking me with her like giant cow tongue which is so it was the heaviest thing in the world um there, <laughs> there are people listening to this who like grew up on farms and stuff who are just like oh my god what a dope but like genuinely i was astounded by her um but then when i when i took my hand away and it was time to leave her she was just like, well, I'm just going to lick this gate. So then she was just like licking the gate for a bit. And I was like, you're gas. I love you. So I think she's kind of like the, yeah, the gas gal of the of the herd and uh, really enjoyed her. I don't know what her name is, so I named her Buttercup. Very good. Yeah, very good. It was I'm, great. I'm glad you had a very positive experience. It was, it was. With a cow. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was very absolutely good. Very and good. if anyone knows where I can hug a cow. Love that for you. Get in touch, please. Yeah. Very good. Okay, uh, okay, that is it from us this week. Uh, we will chat to you again um, next week. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yes, we do also have a playlist of all the songs that you've heard on the podcast. Uh, we start very recently. We started a songs played on the Nine or Nine podcast playlist. Mm. If you go to the show notes, you will find um, a list of all the songs played in previous episodes. I mean, the first fifteen that. songs are all Enya songs. So if you if you if you well, not- I will I will update <laughs> the order so that you know that's below this week's one. Sure. So it's it'll be chronological 
Um, so yeah, if you want 50 and Enya songs as well as everything we played today, um, go for it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Um, and yeah, thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Niall. Thanks, listeners. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.